Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. We've got a great episode for you this week, talking high school football playoffs. This High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Fall is sweeter with a chocolate fudge brownie or mocha cream cold brew. Get yours today. I was able to uh, speak with LaSalle head football coach Pat McLaughlin and his senior quarterback Zach Branham about the Lancers' success in the playoffs as they get ready to take on Anderson Division II Region 8 semifinal on Friday night at Lancer Stadium. But first up, a conversation that I've been uh, wanting to have for quite some time, a uh, Division I Region 4 final showdown this Friday night at Lakota West as St. Xavier travels to Westchester to take on the Lakota West Firebirds and uh, was able to catch up with St. Xavier coach Steve Specht and Lakota West coach Tom Bolden Best friends on and off the field, but uh, as they both admit in the conversation, for two hours, uh, they will go at each other like none other, uh, hoping that their teams can advance to the state Final Four. And uh, before we get into this, I wanted to give you a, a little summary, a little behind-the-scenes look at uh, what happened here. We, we taped this conversation on Sunday night, but uh, literally about five or ten minutes before we went live, uh, these two went back and forth, had a lot of fun um, just jabbing each other, giving some jokes and just some uh, funny remarks about each other's teams and kind of their, their coaching history against each other. This would be the 10th time both of these coaches have met in the playoffs. Pleased to be joined by Lakota West head coach Tom Bolden and St. Xavier head football coach Steve Specht. I'm just going to roll the basketball out proverbially at midcourt and let you guys duke it out from here. How's that sound? Well, <laughs> I may be a little quicker than you, Tom. <laughs> Let's go. Well, hey, I, we all remember, what, two months ago now, um, obviously St. X will play at Lakota West this Friday night in the Division One Region 4 final. But as I was starting to say, we remember two months ago, August 21st, that scrimmage there at Lakota West, St. X took on uh, Lakota West and uh, – Lo and behold, I, I kind of I pretty much I went back and, and listened to some of the stuff. You guys would always say, hey, we'll probably meet each other in the playoffs. But let's be honest here for a second. Did you think it would be in the regional final? I mean, did you have a, a good sense? I, Tom, I guess I'll start with you. Did you did you have a feeling that possibly that could be the path to uh, to get to the state semis? Yeah, I, uh, to be quite honest with you, I, uh, you know, I knew we were pretty good. And obviously I knew Steve was good. And that was big part of, and he'd probably say the same, to do the scrimmage, you know, seeing that offense. I didn't want the, I didn't want our guys the first time seeing that offense and that defense uh, being in the playoffs, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure Steve kind of felt the same way. And, and um, you know, it just the good Lord works in mysterious ways. And, and he and I have, have had a, had a fun trip doing this and, and looks like uh, we're, we're going to get another shot at it. So, yeah, I was I was pretty excited about it early on, and we were, to be quite honest with you, we talked. We didn't that we thought that might be the only time we played with everything going on. But uh, as, as things were progressing and we were able to keep playing and things like that, I had, I had a good I had a good vibe that we were going to face each other again. Believe it or not, I looked it up. This is the eighth time since the 2010 season that Steve Specht or Tom Bolden. Have, have coached a team in the regional finals. That's pretty cool stuff right there. So uh, 
Steve, how, how proud, and when I read that stat off, I mean, it just shows the success of obviously St. X and, and what Tom did at Colerain for the past 12 years, what he's doing now at Lakota West in his second season there in Westchester. But, uh, I mean, that, that's pretty amazing stat when you think about high-level football around the Cincinnati area and, and especially in the Division One level. I mean, uh, how much pride are you taking in that fact? Well, I, I take an incredible amount of pride in it, and I, and I, I know Tommy does too. I, I think what it represents, Mike, is – when you get into coaching, what do you you want kids to respond to the coaching? You want to see kids getting better. You want to see them developing as a program. And, and I think, if anything, the fact that Tommy and I have been able to play each other eight times in the playoffs in the last ten years is a testament that kids respond to us. You know, you, you, obviously, it's about the kids. If we didn't have good players, we wouldn't be playing each other all the time. But, but the reality is we want to get kids to respond to, you know, Tommy has his style of coaching. I have my style of coaching. And the fact that we, again, since we, we battled each other eight times in the playoffs and multiple times in a regular season, I think that just speaks volumes to the fact that we found a passion and we've been able to relay that passion to the kids that, that have played for us. And, and again, we've had a <laughs> – Tommy will say it as well as I will. We've had some great players, and they're not just the games, but the individual battles and the players that have been part of this these rivalry series. That's what makes it so special is uh, the, these great kids. Over 300 uh, career wins between both of you, obviously, uh, and you're – distinguished uh, high school football coaching careers. But, uh, Steve, let's go back. I just want to ask a little bit about the regional semifinal game. If we can go back to the 56-28 win over Elder this past weekend. Um, Obviously, uh, people have seen the offensive output and the production from the Bombers all season long, uh, putting up 56 points. Obviously, uh, you got to be very proud of that. Second highest total of the year, put 62 on the scoreboard against Cleveland St. Ignatius earlier in the season. But – you told me after the Moeller game, kind of clicking on all cylinders, offensively, defensively, special teams. Um, what did you like most about the way that uh, the Bombers played against the Panthers? Well, strangely enough, Mike, I think the thing I was most proud of was in the third quarter, we were up 28-14. to 14. Elder scored a you – know, Elder's off – Doug does a great job with that offense, and they scored a quick one on us, and then we threw a pick six – and they tied the game at 28. So, you know, we're four minutes into the third quarter, tied at 28. But our kids didn't blink. Our, our defense was able to shut out or out the rest of the way, and our offense really, really clicked it into gear. So I think the ability to respond, and I even after the game, I told them, my God, guys, we've been dealing with this adversity from this coronavirus for the past six months, and then we had to weather the lightning storm and come back in the morning. There's been so many crazy side stories to this season and it was like they didn't blink we, they advertised it at 28 and our kids didn't even blink they're used to dealing and I know Tom's kids are they're used to dealing okay this happened let's move on to the next um, so that's what I was most proud of Tom obviously the Firebirds were trailing seven to three at halftime um, always tough to beat a team twice in one season especially uh, your history with Colerain and everything like that. But how proud are you of, of the defensive effort, especially in that second half um, and, and coming back and rallying to beat the Cardinals? Yeah, that was it. I mean, offensively, we moved the ball. We just had to settle for some field goals, missed the, you know, 
missed one of them there and, and just missed some opportunities. But, um, you know, they hit a big trick play early and then, you know, defense, we kind of settled down and then we had some busted, uh, busted assignments and they scored. And, you know, I told the kids afterwards and I was talking to the coaches, I said, you know, if you think about it, you know, m- most teams, uh, when you're down seven to three to Corain, uh, just because of the history of Corain at half and things like that, most teams will fold and things like that. And, maybe not come out with the juice that they need, but uh, we made some, we made our adjustments like you do. And, and we came back out and, uh, you know, we were able to move the ball, shut them down. Uh, you know, defense has been playing great all year. So I, I, like Steve said, proud of the kids, ha- how they've handled diversity all year, how they handled diversity with the weather Friday night. But, and, you know, then again, making the adjustments at halftime and, and, and coming out, you know, to pull away in the second half and, and, and playing a really good ball game and, you know th- that game, obviously, with with the history, uh, with the history there is just the emotions that were, were tied in so much to that game. Um, it, it was heated for a while. I mean, it was just it was a uh, it, it reminded me of when we were sitting there talking about it. One, one of the coaches said it was like the old Miami of Florida and Florida State football games back in the day. I mean, it was it was it was pretty heated at times, but. Uh, there's a lot of hard hitting, a lot of athletes running around, uh, uh, getting after it. So, uh, uh, just so proud of the kids. There's a great photo of you, and I'm sure you've seen it, Tom, by now. Of you addressing the, the home crowd there after the game. Um, tell me a little bit about that moment and just kind of soaking that in for not only the the kids but also the community as well. Yeah, it was one of those things. I just wanted to thank all the parents and all that, you know, because that's that's about all you can get the parents and the families at these games anymore, and you know, I just I just wanted to thank them and uh, um, for 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 welcoming for welcoming me, you know, to to that community like they have. It's been it's been so awesome, and you know, toughest decision, one of the toughest decisions I've made in my life. A couple of years, almost two years now, to 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 make this happen. And you know, I just wanted to take the time in that setting to thank them, and um, you know, for believing in me and let me coach their kids hard, and uh, and 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 telling them I thank them for their biggest part of anything for us getting to this point. Steve, this might be a simplistic outsider point of view, maybe from a fan perspective, but uh, Friday night, um, a lot of people will say this is St. X's offense versus Lakota West's defense in some respects. Is that accurate, or do you, is there obviously a lot more to it than that in any game of football? But um, may, maybe give us a perspective from your uh, angle there at St. X. Well, I, I think the pundits are all going to, you know, they're going to paint a picture that they want to paint, but – in my opinion, it's it's going to take my entire coaching staff, all the kids, offense, defense, special teams, to battle this one out. Uh, I've been in this – Tommy and I have coached long enough to know that there are games you're going to have to win by scoring a lot of points. There are going to be games you're going to have to win by – by playing great defense and you better get lucky sometimes and, and, you know, special teams comes into play. So to just say this is an offense versus a defensive game, I I think you're, you're really, uh, I think you're counting out a lot of important details that, that I know Tom's looking at right now. I'm looking at right now is what's the edge. How do you get the edge in all three facets of the game? Uh, But, you know, people are gonna you're gonna they're gonna write what they want to write, and they're gonna talk about this, that, and the other. But I, I know I watch uh, Lakota West, and it's 
there's an awful lot of talent on both sides of the ball. And, oh, by the way, they have this kicker that can kick it like 70 yards. It's, uh, it's stupid. Where How'd you steal him, Tom? You, some guy from Ukraine. I don't know, but I mean, it's uh, they've got they've got talent all over the place. So I, I don't I don't see it as some one facet of the game against the other. Can we talk about special teams for a second. You have two very good kickers: Mason Rowe Miller there at St. X, Matthew Howard there at Lakota West. Steve, uh, what what, it, what has Mason meant for you guys just on special teams? Mason's awesome. I, I love Mason Rowe Miller. Mason came out. His freshman year, and you know, he was just trying to figure out if he he would even like football. Um, just a great kid, and boy, he has developed. He's progressively gotten better. He he ended up earning the starting job last year as a sophomore, and he is. I think he's only missed uh, two field goal attempts this year. He's been perfect on his PATs, and his legs getting stronger. But he's he's just a young kid that is passionate about it. He, he is always asking me about leadership. You know, when does a kicker come to you and say, hey, I want to want to learn more about leadership? And that's a testament to Mason and his parents who just have done a great job with the young man. And uh, he's he's got a chance to be pretty good as he continues to develop. I'm real proud of Mason. Tom, uh, three field goals for Matthew Howard on Saturday. Is that correct? He, including a 51-yarder? Yep. Absolutely. You talk about his development? Uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Um, he, he had never played football before. Uh, he was a soccer kid and, uh, actually hadn't played soccer for the last year or so. And we were in the weight room and he's just, just, I'm like, who's the ginger in the weight room over there that, you know, the kid, I don't know. And they're like, oh, well, he's a kid who wants to kick that used to play soccer or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And then, uh, you know, once the, and really didn't know anything about it. Cause that was this January. And, uh, once we could get outside, I thought, man, he's got a uh, he's got a pretty strong leg. And then how things kind of progressed once he started working with the kitchen, kicking coach and things like that. But um, yeah, he is a uh, he's a special talent. It's 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 really interesting that um, you know for someone who's never really done it, um, how he's taken to it. And you know, the good Lord is is obviously busting with the physical skills and things like that. It is a great story, and like he said, but it, it you know. It's not quite like, you know, Steve getting the guys played in the NFL that drummed in the band and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I found a kicker, not a not a pass rushing defensive end that made it to the NFL. But, but Referring Matthew, to Greg Scruggs, of course. So. <laughs> Matthew has made a huge, huge difference uh, uh, for us. I mean, we, we, we got a penalty, a little celebration penalty, um, uh, you know, after a touchdown and, you know, he ended up with a 75-yard touchback. That was pretty darn impressive. We could talk three hours about each one of your players on both sides of the ball, but uh, I'll just kind of pick out a few here. Just, Tom, coaching your son, Mitch Bolden there, a sophomore quarterback. Uh, what's that been like for you this season? Yeah, it's special. I mean, Steve can tell you. I mean, you can see the jerseys hanging up there behind him and things like that. Um, and he, you know, I've had a chance to coach my nephews too, currently coaching, you know, Ed, my nephew, but – you know, coach my other two and my sons. It's 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 special. It's it's difficult at times, uh, uh, but it but it's special. And and I really liked how Mitch has progressed uh, so much week to week. It's one of those things where um, you know he does what's asked of him. If 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 he needs to throw the ball, he'll throw the ball. If he needs to run the ball, he'll run the ball. Um, he he's done really well managing. Uh, the offense, and I was really, really proud of him a couple weeks ago in the East game when, you know, things were just bad. I mean, we we, we drop a punt, basically, and they, 
they scoop and score it, and we fumble on a drive. And then I think he just kind of bowed his neck back. And for a 16-year-old sophomore to say, okay, I'm going to kind of take this game over, and he kind of did. So I, I've, I've been really proud of him. I, I know it's not hard for him um, or no, not easy for him. I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing when your sons are linebackers or defensive backs or a wide receiver, uh, but it's definitely different when the quarterback. I told him, I said, listen, Mitch, I said, here's what you need to understand. I said, quarterbacks and coaches, head coaches are, are the same. I said, you get way too much, way too much credit when you win. Both of you do, and you get way too much blame when you lose. So as long as you can come to an understanding with that, you're going to be okay. How much does he remind you of uh, you in yeah. high school? Uh, quite a bit. Um, okay. A bit, yeah. God uh, help him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. Um, you know, he was uh, if he could probably wear the Top Gun town, the headband and that stuff. He wears the headband, but the, yeah, he he probably would if the officials would let him get away with it. He's got a uh, he he he's got a little swag to him, a little swagger to him, no doubt. Tom, being a former Colerain High School quarterback, class of nineteen eighty eight, obviously. Ago, <laughs> very long time ago. <laughs> Steve, obviously, Brogan McKay, a junior junior quarterback, have an outstanding season, throwing for over 2,000 yards in this shortened season. Uh, uh, and I realize, you know, you're the first to give credit to your offensive coordinator, Andrew Coverdale, and all the the uh, the, the talented parts that you have there offensively. But uh, how special has Brogan been for you? Well, Mike, every year people ask me what position I coach, and I always tell them it depends on who my best player is, and then I coach him. Um, because he's the best player. No, uh, I think that Brogan has a chance to go down. We've had some great quarterbacks at St. Xavier High School, and I think Brogan has a chance to go out as an elite guy. He, he's going to end up, if he stays healthy, continues to develop, he'll be in, in the conversation with some of our elite quarterbacks of the past. Uh, he sees things really well. Obviously, Andrew Coverdale does a, a tremendous job with the offense, and he's done a really good job with Brogan on teaching him the system. Uh, but at the same time, you can teach a young guy just so much. At some point in time, they've got to see the bigger picture, and they're going to have to make decisions that you know, there's certain kids that can't process fast enough. I always compare it to – dial-up internet versus high-speed internet. And Brogan is a high-speed guy. He's able to process the, the, the you know, if you want to call it a, you know, a game screen. These kids play these video games. He sees things really quickly and really well, and he's able to deliver the ball in rhythm, which helps our offensive line. And, you know, Brogan will be the first to tell you, though, it's not about him. The offensive line's done a great job of protecting him. We've got a lot of receivers that have, have really bailed him out at times. We've got a good couple of good running backs. Um, so you hate, to, you hate to point out one player, although Brogan's doing a tremendous job. It's really been a collective on the offense uh, top to bottom. What's this game going to come down to, guys? Here's the uh... – Reporter asking the cliche question, <laughs> but in your mind, what, Tom, what, what do you think it's coming down to? I think it's all the cliche, cliche question with, with the cliche answers. You know what I mean? It's you got to take care of football, you know, and 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 who who can make the plays and and who makes the least mistakes. I mean, it's just you know, got to got to be you got to be good in all all three phases of the game at this level, and and um, 
you know, it's the little things. I tell the I tell the kids constantly. I said, you know, especially a week like this. I said the little things become big things. So make sure the little things, that, you know, uh, th that are negative don't become the big negative things and, and and things like that. So we we have to you have to tighten everything up. Um, but you just gotta you got you gotta take care of the football. Um, you know, bottom line, take care of the football and, and execute your assignments, and uh, hopefully you can make one more play than they do. Steve, can you beat that coaching cliche answer? Well, if it comes down to facial hair, I'm in trouble. Um, <laughs> I'll clean it up a little bit for you. No, I, I think Tom, Tom's right. You get into a regional final, and, and you know, we've been in it enough to know that the kids have to execute is what it comes down to is execution. And they're going to be tight going into the game. It's it's going to be even though even though we're not going to have a packed house, which it would be if we if we did have fans. But it's still there's going to be enough people there, and there's going to be there's going to be some pressure. The kids have to be able to block all that out and just focus on being their best and, and execute. And I think that's what these games always come down to. And Tom talked about you know, protecting the ball, which is huge, but that's part of the execution end of it. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be an awful lot of fun. The kids are going to, you know, you they're going to remember, we're all going to remember this season. I mean, shoot, Tommy, we sat out in the Lakota West parking lot before our scrimmage. I had to go out and get tickets from them to take back to St. X. And we stood there and we talked that time. I don't know if you remember, but it was like, are we even going to have a season? <laughs> remember that crazy crazy dad we had no idea it was just all negative negative about all the negative stuff that was going on and and we we really had no clue we're like was this going to happen what you know um it was crazy i mean absolutely unbelievable and then the big ten, big 10 shut down and it's like good god if the big 10 shutting down there's no way they're going to let us play and i think I don't, I'm not, I don't want to speak for Tommy, but I, I was thinking at the time, man, I think we have a chance to be really good this year. And I think he was in the same boat. I, th I you know, I knew he was going to be good. And, and it was like, God, I hope we play this year. And here we are in the regional final competing against each other. That's uh, what a blessing for all of us, for the city of Cincinnati, the all the all the football communities around the fact that these kids have been able to play, enjoy a senior, especially the seniors, man. Uh, and man, the ice gone the cake for us. We're we're here and we get to play each other. And I I get to come. I get to hate Tommy Bolton for two and a half. One of my good bud, one of my best buddies. I, I get a man, you know, want to fight for two and a half hours. Uh, man, that's the way it should be. This is uh, this is a perfect. Perfect scenario, in my opinion, for uh, for how this this year's gone. And I know we can't look ahead, especially with everything going on this year. But you will face each other in Week One of the 2021 season. Um, knock on wood. Hopefully, everything goes as as planned. Before I let you guys go, give me a sense of because I, I know a lot of people are wondering how do you prepare for. Is this a again? Maybe this is another cliche reporter question, but how do you prepare for? This regional final on Friday night. Take us through as we record this on Sunday night, um, Steve. Maybe just. Some of the preparation, how much film you watch? Uh, is it just an all-weekend thing after playing Saturday morning into Saturday early afternoon? Or give us kind of a sense of how the week goes for your team. 
Well, that's the the lightning storm on Friday threw things off a little bit, but we ended up say yesterday was a long day. Obviously, we played the game against Elder. Uh, we got shoot. I think I got back into my office. I was in there twenty minutes, and Tom shoots me a text. Hey, do you just want to exchange all the films and pick it? I was like, yeah, that's perfect. So we exchange. We ended up exchanging all the film. We stayed, boy, I, I don't think we got out of there until maybe 6 o'clock on Saturday. We came back this morning and put a full day in. Yeah, but you, pre- you, pre- you don't change how you prepare. You really don't. I think we're all – we all have a sickness that we spend way more time than we really need to do, and you overanalyze everything, and then – you have every film, so it's like, God, what do we really want to watch? And then you get, well, maybe we want to look at this film. So that's why you have young coaches. You make them look at all the, the crap you you don't think you want to watch. Um, but you, you prepare the same way. You don't want the kids to ever get too high or ever get too low. You want them to learn in life to stay even keel and prepare to be your best every single day. And And that's kind of our process. Tom, what was that like for you, just adjusting your your weekend schedule with everything from Friday night? Yeah, pretty much the same deal. I mean, it was you know, it's, like I said, Saturday was a was a challenge, but then afterwards, um, you know, like I said, I text him right away, and you're just kind of like, and 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 that's the and like Steve said, that's the part, that's the sickness with it, where um, you know how special it is for him to beat Elder anytime, but. But let alone, you know, to make it to the regional championship, for me to have an opportunity to beat Coleraine twice in, in one year, the place that I spent all those those great years with, like, I probably enjoyed it for a few minutes, and then it was like, okay, we're moving on. And um, but that's 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 what we do, I guess. I guess that's why we're, um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it is a sickness. I guess you're right. But if it if it is, I. I I'm completely okay with it. I love what I do. Love being around the kids and the coaches and love getting a chance to, uh, to battle Steve and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, what more we can for? Guilty as charged, right? Yeah. It's going to be a fun one on Friday night at Lakota West. St. Xavier at Lakota West for the Division One Region 4 Championship kickoff at 7 p.m. And we'll have all the highlights for you on WCPO. Lakota West coach Tom Bolden, St. X coach Steve Specht. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for doing this. Well, you can tell that Steve Specht and Tom Bolden obviously enjoy each other's company. It's kind of a rare treat for uh, me as a reporter to be able to get both of these coaches on together and have such a friendly um, conversation and banter back and forth. And obviously very heated rivalry. This will be the 20th time these both uh, coaches will have met on the football field. Obviously Tom Bolden going back to his Coleraine days, 12 seasons there and Steve Specht has been the head coach there with the Bombers since 2004. So it's going to be a fun one on Friday night there in Westchester. Uh, believe it or not, eighth time out of the past 11 seasons that uh, these two coaches have won, either both have been in the regional final or one has coached at least in the regional final. I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Log into the Chick-fil-A app for easy ordering. Now, next up, a conversation with LaSalle head football coach Pat McLaughlin and his senior quarterback, Zach Branham. The Lancers are the reigning Division II state champions, but during this unique season, obviously nothing is taken for granted. 
And uh, LaSalle will take on Anderson this Friday night at Lancer Stadium. Had a chance to catch up with both of those guys and to get their thoughts not only about that game, but the overall season for the Lancers this year. Pleased to be joined by head coach Pat McLaughlin, along with senior quarterback Zach Branham to the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. LaSalle is 6-2 and two on the season, and they take on um, Anderson in Division II Region 8 semifinal on Friday night. Uh, Lancers coming off a 49 to nothing victory over Dayton Stebbins last week. They held Stebbins to only 49 yards of offense. And um, Zach Branham obviously having an outstanding season for the Lancers. Over 1,200 yards passing, 10 touchdowns. 768 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. But uh, Coach, want to bring you into the conversation here. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Uh, let's just talk about uh, this past week, I guess, in that shutout. Uh, what were you most proud of uh, with your Lancers and, and the effort that they showed there at Lancer Stadium? Uh, yeah, first of all, thanks for having us, having us on, Mike. Um, I think it was a, very, a great team effort. Um, maybe one of the things that gets overshadowed is our special teams were fantastic. Um, our kickoff team, I think we pinned them inside the 10-yard line three or four times. And uh, our, we, we didn't punt. We haven't punted yet in the first two uh, first two um, games. But our punt return team was fantastic. We had a great field position for us. It was probably overall our, our cleanest game in terms of offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, we saw some, some, uh, some mistakes to correct, which we'll do. But uh, we've been practicing well, and uh, we're looking forward to a great opponent on Friday night. You told me that you're finally healthy, too. I mean, we're leaning into that game, kind of asked you about the season and everything like that. How important was that and how nice is that just to obviously get get going here and get healthy for the stretch run? It's, it's been good. And I, I, healthy on the field and off the field, meaning uh, we, we've battled a bunch of injuries this year, so we've got a bunch of guys back. Um, and obviously with uh, COVID and situations there, um, contact tracing, um, I think Friday night was the first time we had an entire team uh, available for being ready to go. So uh, it's created a lot of depth for us. We've had a lot of guys that have played this year, which has been fantastic. Um, and knowing that going to the third or fourth round of the playoffs against a good football team, we have a lot of depth, I think, is good for us. And Zach, uh, we want to bring you in a conversation here. Uh, what, what did you like most about the way the offense uh, played? Obviously, through for four touchdowns. Um, seemed like, you know, even after that late start with the weather delay, you guys were really clicking on all cylinders. Uh, having that rain delay, I know it'd be hard uh, for our team to stay on focus and stuff. So that's the main thing I was proud of our team. How uh, we we stayed focused during that two-hour delay. We weren't doing other things, goofing off and stuff like that. We were focused on the game. We were just ready to play. And when that finally coach told us that we could play, I'd never seen a team like that. Everybody was excited, jumping around. I definitely know the other team wasn't like that. So I think that's a big difference how we came out excited to play. The other team is probably just like, we want to get out of here or something like that. So I'm, I was just happy our team's mindset was like that and wasn't distracted. And that definitely showed on the field when we came out firing on all cylinders, defense and offense, um, doing our jobs to the best of our ability uh, with little to none mistakes, but there's definitely still some things we need to correct. So I'm happy that uh, we had the great momentum going into this week and I'm looking forward to a great week of preparation for this good team. Just overall picture for you, Zach. I mean, how unique has this season been? I know you've been probably asked that a million times, but, uh, um, you know, here you are playing the third playoff game before Halloween. I mean, um, do you even think about that, or is it just kind of a full throttle, just worry about, you know, the opponent that's at, at hand at the moment? Yeah, it's definitely a, different, a little different compared to last season. I know um, 
especially seven games in the playoffs is a little different, a long, super long playoffs. So um, I know definitely as we go along, the games are going to get harder and harder and harder. That's something that's a little different this year compared to last year. With five games, we have two extra games. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm not treating it any differently than last year or any other year. I think we just need to do the same thing we did last year or even this year, uh, prepare each week for the same team because that's the only team we're playing that week, so that's what we need to focus on. And I think we'll be fine if we just can continue to treat everything normally and continue to prepare like we, we always do. Coach, you've been at this a long time. I ask you kind of a similar question. I mean, how unique is this, uh, not only this postseason, but just the entire year and going forward with everything uh, amid all the challenges? It's been different, and it's been just different in, in our daily lives in school. Um, we've changed a lot of things up in terms of our, our routine and how we prepare for the games. Um, we're no longer having you know, special teams meetings. We're no longer doing uh, film sessions together. It's all virtual. Um, so we do, the, do that at night. We're doing a lot of walkthrough on the field. We're doing a lot of different things um, in terms of preparation. Most of it's on the field and outside. Everything's in basically 10-minute increments, and then we take a break and then 10 minutes just uh, to avoid the, the, the exposure time together. But the kids have adjusted well. The coaching staff's put a lot of time in. Our school administrators have put a lot of time in and trying to make sure that um, we're doing everything that we can do to make sure that these guys have a great experience and are able to play. I think every team in Ohio and Cincinnati uh, is, is doing that. So the fact that we're still playing, as we talked about earlier, is awesome. Hopefully we can finish it. Um, we're definitely trying to do our part um, to make sure it happens. How enjoyable has this been for you, Coach, just to, you know, knowing that, you know, there's been a lot of challenges out there for every team, doesn't matter what division, what level, but it's got to be really rewarding that you're still playing at a high level um, in this time of year. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is, is rewarding. Um, you, you go from not knowing if you're going to have a season to having a six-game six season to a seven-game playoff, like Zach just said. Uh, but to, to still be playing, to still be around these guys, and that, that's the best part really is we get to spend more time uh, with our players. Um, and we got a great group of young men like we had last year. So that's been great uh, to be around them, see them develop. Um, I think really to think that they understand the opportunity. They look back in the spring and see some of their buddies not being able to play and really just the, uh, the opportunities that they have to be able to play. They're doing everything in their power, staying out of the locker rooms, lining up on the field, wearing masks. Uh, you know, I'll be talking about it on the weekends and all the, the gatherings and stuff. So knock on wood right now, our guys have done a great job. I hope we can keep doing it. I was there at the pit uh, in late August uh, after the Lancers defeated Elder 53-52 in double overtime. And uh, Zach was the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown MVP of that game. And I remember asking, talking to, to Jabron Payne, uh, your outstanding running back after the game, and, and asking him about Zach. And he said, best quarterback in the state, bar none. And, um, Coach, I guess I just ask you, you know, what has Zach meant not only to the team this year, but uh, obviously your state championship run a year ago and um, just his leadership and his poise on the field? Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Brian. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to take anybody else. If I had to pick one kid, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Zach to be our quarterback. Um, and not necessarily because of all the stats and everything that he's done on the field, but um, he, he's smart. He's second in his class. He's got a 4.5 GPA. I think it took me like three years to add all my GPAs up to 4.5. Um, you know, he's highly recruited. He's in all AP classes. Uh, he's a leader. Um, he can make in-game in adjustments. Um, so pre-snap, uh, pre-snap stuff and post-snap, post-snap decision-making uh, has been awesome. He keeps getting better and better and better. And one of the things we've challenged, challenged Zach on is just to work on the little things 
whether it's throwing or footwork or eyes, and he keeps doing that and just his willingness to, to be a team player, his willingness to keep getting better, uh, never to settle um, is what I think separates him from a lot of other guys. Zach, tell us a little bit about uh, your college recruiting. Coach mentioned, you know, being second in your class and you have a lot of great academic and athletic opportunities at the next level. Um, how's that going for you? Yeah, it's definitely a little different this year than last year and most years because um, starting in the summer, I didn't get to go, uh, didn't get the chance to go to camps, which kind of um, was just weird. And I didn't really get to do much in the summer other than go up with some of my buddies and throw routes and stuff and get prepared for the season so that was starting off different but um yeah as far as the recruiting process i've been talking to a lot of different colleges um trying to get uh the best um trying to use football to get to the best college i can with getting trying to get some money off because um most importantly for me academics is first so as using football as a means to get me to the best academic institution i can get to i'm definitely gonna uh use that route as best as i can and try to go get a great degree and uh, be successful on the field as well. I understand you're interested in engineering or where does that stem from and what would you like to do? Uh, yeah. So engineering, um, right now my main is electrical, but that could definitely change. Um, but yeah, basically I decided engineering because I've always been good at math and science and I've, um, through LaSalle, we've gone to some um, engineering schools and talked to some engineering uh, people in the course and I really liked what they had to say and that really interested me so I thought that was something I would want to do when I grow up so yeah I just went with that great I know you have many uh, more games hopefully in the uh, in the season for this year for your senior year but uh, kind of a bigger picture question if you have a chance to reflect on uh, what LaSalle football has meant to you Zach what, what would you say for the past few years yeah it's definitely coming into LaSalle I knew I was going to play football um I knew that was always been something important to me, so I knew that was going to be something I was going to play going to LaSalle. But, yeah, I never expected this. I never expected to make the friendships I made at LaSalle. And it's definitely the best part, I think, about coming to LaSalle is um, getting to form those bonds, not, along, not just at school, but also on the football field. It's a different kind of bond that you'll never uh, get to experience unless you play. So, yeah, just forming all those relationships with some of the best friends I have for the rest of my life definitely meant the world to me forget winning and all of that um it's definitely been that's been the most important thing to me that's LaSalle's right because we always stress the brotherhood that LaSalle creates and it's definitely definitely evident to me and all football players and everybody that's a part of LaSalle that the relationship you form on the team is something special and that you'll never forget well another third consecutive uh home playoff game uh, for the Lancers this week coach let's just kind of turn our focus to Anderson um what do you see uh, with that team? Obviously, a, a tempo offense that everybody knows about uh, that Coach Evan Dreyer is known for, but uh, uh, what do you see on both sides of the ball with him? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's done a great job. Coach Dreyer has done a great job over there and everywhere he's been for a long time. So uh, offense is very unique. They're going to go fast. They're going to throw the ball. I mean, he's not afraid, afraid to throw the ball 50 to 70 times, you know, in, in a game. Um, so – we got to be prepared for that. Um, they're well coached on offense and defense and special teams. They play hard. Uh, I think they, they keep getting better. Um, obviously, you're getting to a, a regional semifinals. Um, they have good players. They're getting better. They're playing well right now. Um, so it's going to take our best effort uh, in terms of preparation and practice in order to be successful Friday night. But um, we're looking forward to a great game. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a good atmosphere. Um, and I, I know that they'll be ready as well. 
And uh, just wanted to ask you about maybe some of these other players that have really stepped up for you uh, in the past few weeks, Coach. Um, I know you have so many standouts on both sides of the ball, but uh, if you could point out a few maybe on, on each side of the ball for you, who, who's really stepped up uh, considerably in these, these past two weeks? Yeah, we, we, we've played a lot of guys. Uh, Cole Schneider this year, our tight end, has stepped up. I mean, he's probably our leading receiver. Um, he, he's had a breakout season. He's doing a fantastic job. Our offensive line the last couple of weeks, um, yeah, especially in the run game, ha have been fantastic. Obviously, our secondary, um, we had two picks last week, so they're, 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 they're starting to get better. And really, our front seven on defense, uh, we're getting some pressure on the quarterback. Like I said, we're getting healthy. Guys are starting to settle into roles. And really, this is just week 10 for us. You know, um, this is really going into week 10 where you're really getting into the playoffs, figuring out who your team is. Um, and so we're starting to settle in some roles. And, and, and really, uh, one of the guys that's been, I, I don't know if I should say a surprise, but uh, somebody that you don't necessarily count on has been Mason Lundsman, Lundsman our kicker. Uh, he, he's been fantastic this year. So, uh, and, and Logan Forkham, our kicking game uh, has been very good. When you lose uh, Jake Seibert and you lose uh, Drew Neiman and you lose um, uh, the uh, Drew Christman, all these guys, um, it's just like the next guy up. And we have, we have a sophomore and junior that never played varsity football, and Mason played soccer this year. Um, they have done a tremendous job in the kicking game and really uh, helped us change field position and uh, score some points on offense. So it's been a team effort. Um, and, again, I think we're getting better. We're playing well at the right time. Uh, we got to continue uh, to play with a lot of energy like we did uh, last Friday night. Um, but it, it's been a good season. Zach, I'll give you the last word here before I let you guys go. But uh, you maybe just talk about the the uniqueness of this season. We've we've kind of addressed that already, but just maybe the support that the LaSalle community has given uh, you and your teammates, and maybe the entire football program, maybe every fall sport for that matter. I mean, what, what's that been like? Uh, even though there's been limited fans in the in the stadium and all that sort of thing, how how has uh, the community really supported you guys? I'm sorry, you're cutting out a little. Just uh, I'm sorry. Can you, I was just going to say last question for you. Just uh, how has the LaSalle community really supported uh, the football program this year, even though there's limited fans in the stadium and that sort of thing? Uh, it's got to be a nice feeling that uh, a lot of people are supporting you guys, whether it be watching online or just giving you messages or, or supporting you there in school. So, yeah, so definitely starting with, like, LaSalle students. I know, I know a lot of – People on Fridays say, like, and to me in the halls, they'll be like, "Yeah, we'll be watching you all, um, from our um, from our TV at home." So I know, even though people aren't allowed going, I know they're supporting us, whether that be online through the radio. And I know um, people out of town are also watching us out alumni. So I know, even though they're not there uh, physically at the game, I know they're watching and supporting us. So even though they're doing the most that they can do during these these uh, hard times, so. I'm really happy with the South community, and I know this, even though we're spread apart, I know we're still coming together as a community to support South. South senior quarterback Zach Branham and LaSalle head football coach Pat McLaughlin. Really appreciate your guys' time and perspective, and uh, best of luck to the Lancers this Friday night and going forward. Thanks, Mike. Well, as you could tell, senior quarterback Zach Branham really uh, eloquently described his time there at LaSalle, been a uh, state championship quarterback his junior season, now obviously leading the Lancers again on a brink of uh, another possible uh, trip to the regional finals next week. But uh, first things first, must take care of business against an Anderson team and an offense that is up-tempo and certainly well-coached by Evan Dreyer there um, at Anderson. So want to thank uh, Pat McLaughlin and Zach Branham for joining me, talking some LaSalle football, and also Steve Specht and Tom Bolton, talking about the Division I Region 4 final.
this Friday night as St. X takes on Lakota West. So make sure you check out WCPO for all the highlights and all the coverage Friday and Saturday night as uh, we, things really heat up. Uh, Division One will be going into the state semifinals next week as we enter November and also Divisions 2 through 7 will enter the regional finals. Be sure to check out my feature on the Seton High School volleyball team. They're ranked number 12 nationally by Max Preps and uh, doing well, obviously, this postseason. A lot of pride there in Price Hill for everything the Saints have accomplished as they hope to make a deep postseason tournament run. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.